What's up, guys? Welcome to the Winning Program Podcast, Episode 8. I'm your host, Domino Arth, with our another host. EJ. Yeah, 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 we paid. Yeah, 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 we paid. <laughs> Anyways, we're going over the, um, we're going over top 10 lists, and, uh, we, we know EJ has a few words to say. Alright, well, um, today's episode, the 10 greatest players of all time in our opinion. Um, obviously, this is a very widely so, regarded topic, um, highly debated, highly debatable. Um, and it's very subjective, obviously. Everyone will have their own bias uh, yeah. and things that they prefer over others. And that, that may cause some players' rankings to be higher or lower than the general consensus. Yeah, that's um, 100%. But that's how things work. Yep. That's how things work, right, Dom? Yeah, and, and every list, you know, there's always, you know, people are always going to disagree, so that's just how it is. Yep. Um, but before we start with this list, there's one thing that we need to talk about for every NBA player. For all great that's players, um, success is in the form of championships most of the time, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and to win a championship, you have to be put in a good position by yourself, your individual play, but also by the franchise, the team that owns you. The team has to be able to build a solid team around a player to give them the platform to compete against their current competition. If you're playing a league where the top three best teams have two All-NBA players, then maybe on your team, if you have one All-NBA player, Try to get another one to match that. Try to match your competition and make yourself as competitive as possible given the current circumstances of your league. Absolutely. Um, it's a really big thing because here we're going to go through so many all-time great players, you know. You have players like Magic Johnson who were drafted into great situations. Perry Bird drafted into great situations. Um... You have Michael Jordan. He was not drafted into a great situation, but his franchise had a belief and a vision of where they could go with him. And over the next five, six years, they executed that vision, got him great surrounding talent, and Michael Jordan went on to win them six championships. Absolutely. That's how it works, right? That's exactly how it works. You build super teams, win championships. You build a good team, you win a championship. You had Kobe, who was drafted with Shaq. He and Shaq dominated the league. Um, but then you, the other things that you have to look at on the side of when the franchise doesn't help you. After Kobe was, after Shaq was traded, Kobe didn't have any help in LA for two to three years. You know, no. there was no one there to help him, and the Lakers were bad. That was like two or three years wasted of Kobe's prime until they got Gasol. Yeah. And then, obviously, we all know about LeBron's first seven years in Cleveland, never having another All-NBA player on his team, and then playing three All-NBA players in the Boston Celtics and stuff like that. So, um, it was and really the Spurs. interesting. Yep, the Spurs in the finals, and then the second stint after Kyrie left. So the Warriors. Kobe, Kobe and LeBron, two players that, at really important times of their career, they weren't surrounded by good players and that hurt them and their chances to win even more championships so that's oh, something yeah. to always keep in mind but with that um, let's get it out of the way 
the 10 greatest basketball players Who? of all time. Yeah, I think uh, EJ starts first. Well, well, well. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go like this. Um, all right. Um, Dom, you're gonna start first. But before right, we even get it. into the ten, there's so many great players in this league that it's hard to make ten. Oh yeah. So I'd like to hear your honorable mentions. On oh yeah. Your list. Yeah, absolutely. There's many great players. It's hard to fit in ten. Like honestly, it was just hard to like. When it was like nine, ten, or eight, nine, ten, it's just hard to put down that list because there's so many great players to end off the list. But my honorable mentions, I have number eleven. I'll go eleven to thirteen. I have a Hakeem at eleven, uh, Durant twelve, Curry thirteen. That that's just how it is for me. That's how you see. Yeah. Okay. That's solid. Um, yeah. Three Hall of Famers. I mean, absolutely. Of no course, doubt. Of course. Um. Yep. For my honorable mentions, I'll be going from the lower to higher, well, at least the greatest. Okay. Um, Oscar Robertson, hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, hmm. and Stephen Curry. Those are my three honorable mentions. Um, for me, Stephen Curry and Wilt were very close to getting in, but um, I think that Wilt's case is hurt, you know? Yeah, Wilt's case could be hurt, yeah, for sure, because the, comp- um, the level of competition. Yeah, and then only winning one championship. And then Curry's problem is he doesn't have a finals MVP, even though he should probably have the 2015 finals MVP right now. Very but, well, you know, Coda. That's a debate for another day. So um, with that said, let's get underway. Dominic, the who top is the 10th greatest player? Okay, on my list, going first. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, So number 10 on my list... Bill yep. Russell. Bill Russell. Okay, tell me about Bill Russell. Or I, I have to tell the I, I got to tell the audience about Bill Russell. Tell the fans, the fans at home listening. Bill Russell, 11-time NBA champion, almost won a title every year of his career, but you can say the um the level of competition was different back then, but still how he dominated the league, especially like almost averaging like 23 rebounds in his whole career. I think he just dominated the league at his time. That's how he's in my top 10 list. I like that. I like that. It's solid. And number nine, I have another old school. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, oh wait. No, no, we're going to go one at a time. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's not, let's not kill Looking, it. Let's, all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go one at a time. I'm just too excited to, you know, name the list. No, I know. <laughs> I probably would have done the same thing. Oh. Okay, but no one knows for number nine, though, so. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, not yet, not yet. We don't know. Um, but for me, you want me to give him a number 10? I think it's time. Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh. Um, incredible player. Had a, had a short but incredibly dominant peak. You can argue that it was a top five peak in NBA history. Um, the two years that Michael Jordan retired in the mid-90s, he carried um, the Houston Rockets team with no really other all-NBA star caliber player on the team to two straight championships and was a championship-level defensive anchor, a great post-scorer, an underrated playmaker as a big. So yeah, that's why I have him at 10. Definitely one of the greats, yes, sir. Yeah. 
So Dom. So number nine. Give me nine. (laughs) So number nine, another old school guy, you know, mentioned him, you know, earlier in the video. And one of uh, EJ's uh, honorable mentions, Wilt Chamberlain. Yes, sir. Yeah. But you look at his career, you know, averaging 30 points, 22 rebounds. It's like, I put it like Bill Russell. I mean, you know, different era, you know, players are different, you know, body, you know, what. Just the players are just built different back then. And and just like Bill's case again, like how they dominated the league, about how he just absolutely padded the stats, that he just fits right in the top ten list. I see, I see. Yep. Solid. All right. Um, my number nine, Bill Russell. All right. I, there you he's are. The greatest, yep, he's the greatest winner in NBA history, as you said. 11 championships and um he was an all-time level defender great rim protector good perimeter defender at his size um championship level defensive anchor whether he'd be that in the modern nba who's to say but in his time he dominated and that's yeah. really what we're looking at yeah five mvps for bill russell yep. all right so Getting right. a little closer. So number now, eight. No, number eight. This is where the list gets. This is where it gets serious. Well, I mean, the yeah. list was serious. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> number <Okay>. eight. <laughs> number eight for me. This could be. This could be a stinger for my guy EJ here, Tim Duncan. Number eight. Ooh, Tim Duncan at number eight. It's okay. A, it could be considered a stinger, but you saw it. You saw what he did in San Antonio, like. It was amazing. You know, averaging 19 points, 10 rebounds. And he won five titles with the Spurs. You know, they, they had their little team. I mean, was it considered a super team with, uh, what, Tony Parker? Not necessarily. Not, not really. Probably not considered a super team. No. But no. five-time no. NBA champ. He, he won the Finals MVP three times, two-time MVP. Carried the Spurs. Robbed of a defensive player of the year. Yeah, he could defensive player of the year. Could have very well won that. And a fifteen time all defensive. I mean it's just the being fifteen time all defensive is definitely hard. And also fifty time all star. So definitely on the list for me. Alright. So that's your number eight. That's a little different from mine. Uh, I, um but <laughs> and number eight, I have Shaquille O'Neal. Um, if we're talking about peaks, Shaquille O'Neal probably has oh, a top three peak in NBA history, arguably the best peak in NBA history, depending on how much you value interior presence, um, all-time dominance, um, incredible player, won three championships, three-peated with Kobe Bryant, um, definitely was helped by Kobe's elite perimeter play, but at the end of the day, he was the best player on those three championship-level teams. So he has three finals MVPs to go from that, and four championships, because he then went and won with Dwayne Wade. At um, the Miami he wasn't. Yep, he wasn't that great on Miami, but he won. He was a starter. Uh, his minutes did get a little cut in the NBA Finals, but yeah. Some of that's a little understandable, but yep. And number eight, Shaquille O'Neal. All right, is this where we is this where we go? Number seven. Yeah. 
All right, number this seven. Is, okay, now this is where it gets tough, you know, like. Yeah, the, we're yeah. getting we're getting higher and higher and higher. I mean, who knows what we got going from here? Um, number seven, we just talked about him, Shaquille O'Neal. Number seven. Solid. Yeah, Solid. and uh, I mean, I I mainly put him that high because just I as dominance from the Lakers, you know, they, it was definitely one of the most dominant times in his career. Even in Orlando, he he took them to the finals, and then went to L.A., won titles with Kobe. And then won a title of Dwayne Wade. And, uh, yeah, one-time MVP. And a two-time scoring champ for a big man. I mean, that he's definitely on the list. Yes, sir. Um, and then you putting Shaq over um, Duncan just goes to show the different preferences of NBA fans. You know, yep. some people prefer peaks. Other people prefer longevity, consistency, or some people just for spurts of all-time dominance and different things like that. And That's why Liz Berry. It debate so hard, yeah. But you want to hear my number seven? Yeah, dude, I think it's time to hear EJ's number seven. Let's run it. Some some people aren't going to like this, but at number seven, I have Kobe Bryant. And, oh, oh. Um, top three skilled player of all time, probably the most skilled scorer in NBA history. Um, he will, He was a more skilled scorer than... Michael Jordan, um, arguably, you can argue between him and Kevin Durant, but um, Kobe was incredible offensively. Um, he was a, gr- a great defender, great on-ball defender for especially the first half of his career. Um, um, obviously, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, yes, five-time sir, NBA champion, um, one-time NBA MVP. Well, it should be more because Steve Nash really wasn't better than Kobe. Yeah. When Steve Nash won the MVP. But, um, yeah, I have Kobe here, you know, two-time finals MVP. Great player. There's not much more to say there. So, so, you know, respectable, yeah. respectable. All right, it's number six time? Number six. Okay, number six. One of the, uh, you know, one of, one of the legends. Larry Legend, Larry Bird. Number Yes, sir, number six. I put Larry Bird number six because, you know, I'm Boston, you know. He he got put in a great position, won won three NBA titles, a three time MVP, two times finals MVP, ten time all NBA, three time all defensive, and he averaged averaged like twenty four, ten and six in his career. So yeah, I mean definitely definitely the number one option on the winning Boston Celtics back in the eighties. In the nineties. Yep. Yep. All right. Number six for me. I have Tim Duncan. Um, All right. I think so. that I think that um, Duncan, uh, his longevity was incredible, and his um, consistency. He won. He went to the playoffs every single year of his career. Um, he. He was incredible, you know. He was a leader of a Spurs organization, and many people try to say that. Many people try to discredit Duncan for having um, Greg Popovich as his coach and saying that Popovich is a reason that Duncan succeeded, when it's really Duncan is a reason that Popovich is held to such a high regard as a coach. Duncan made the Spurs work, um, and that's why the team is so good for yeah. two decades plus. 
Um, as I said, didn't he win like um, Finals MVP as a second year player? Um, had one of the greatest closeout games in NBA Finals history in the 03 Finals. You can think about like 24 points, 17 rebounds, like five blocks and five steals, I believe it was. Um, while that doesn't even seem incredible, the manner and the fashion that he did it was perfect. Um, closed out the series and won the finals like that. And yeah. Tim Duncan, as we said, like 15-time All-NBA Defensive Player, robbed of a Defensive Player of the Year. He's an all-time great uh, oh, yeah. rim protector and good defender. And then, you know, he started in the 90s the late 90s and the early 2000s when it was all still allowed about bully ball inside presences scoring at the rim but then as the years went on we got into the 2010s with more perimeter oriented games duncan changed his game to play more on the perimeter more in the mid-range and he became an, a better perimeter defender as someone almost seven feet tall so incredible so that's why i have duncan at six Definitely, you know, Hall of Famer, yes, sir. I mean, yeah, he really yeah, turned around the Spurs. Halfway. He turned around the Spurs, yep. and we are halfway. Number five. We are halfway. All right, number five. It's it's twenty four. Kobe Bryant. Eight Dude. and twenty four. <laughs> Eight and twenty four. Just, I mean, I'm just more. You know, I just say twenty four more. But anyways, you know, it's, it's Kobe Bryant, eighteen time All Star. And a 12-time all-defensive, you know, like EJ said, he's a great all-ball defender. And I, I kind of put him aside because, you know, arguably, you know, Shaq was probably the number one option on that on the winning Lakers team, like early 2000s, late 90s. But when he had Pau Gasol on his team, I think he really was the number one option and I think carried the Lake, well, carried the Lakers to the titles that they won. With Pau Gasol. That's right. So that's why I just timed my list. Yes, sir. It won five Solid. NBA titles. So. Five. Alright, um, for me, at number five, I have Larry Bird. Um, Dom's already said so much about him, but one thing that we don't talk about is his elite volume scoring combination with efficiency he was a member of the 50 40 90 club that's where you shoot 50 percent from the field 40 percent from three 90 percent from the line and he was an elite volume scorer and as dom said he won three champion not three he won three mvps that's what i mean to say he won three mvps but all those mvps were in a row i don't remember the last person to win three nba mvps in a row yep. um Obviously, he wasn't the best. He was a decent defender, a decent team defender, not the best on-ball defender. Um, but his scoring, elite volume scoring, um, was just incredible and revolutionized a little bit of things back in the 80s. Um, he made shooting a little more popular, you know? It wasn't all about yeah. dunking anymore. But, yep, I have Larry Bird at number five. Solid. I mean, yes, sir. One one of the greats, yes, sir. All right, so are we at number four? We're getting up on that list. We're getting up on that list. Number four. 
It's got to yep. be Matt. It's got to be Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's mine. So dumb. Come explain for us. I'm gonna come explain. Arguably, you know, the best point guard to ever play the game. Average he is the best point guard to ever play the game. Yeah, Gr- greatest for me and EJ. But he averaged like 19 and a half points, seven rebounds, and like 11 assists. Near triple double numbers. It's just insane. And yeah, he won the titles. He teamed up with Kareem to win the, to win a couple titles, I think. And yeah, that team was. That team was unstoppable, and obviously a member of the dream team for USA, who's in the Olympics right now. That was a dominant team. But yeah, yep. that's why number four on my list. Um, yeah, so we have we both have Magic Johnson at number four. Um, obviously, career circumstances play a big part in this. He was drafted to the Lakers, who had Kareem and Worthy, I believe. But Magic came there, and he created Showtime. He made the Lakers come together. Um he was in he was a good defender, could guard almost all positions. Um he could play one through five elite versatility. Um he was one of the best transit he's he's like the second greatest transition player in NBA history behind LeBron Arguably. James. Arguably. Yeah. Um and all time level playmaker. One NBA Finals MVP as a rookie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and won a title as a rookie. Insane. Exactly. Like, how you gonna Rookies don't do that too often. Like, we talking about LeBron James and Michael Jordan is so good. Those dudes weren't even in the playoffs as rookies, let alone uh-huh. averaging the type of numbers, assist numbers, the rebounds that Magic was. So, yeah, definitely. Definitely year. top five. Um, the HIV um, virus really killed his career because oh, yeah. he still had a while to go before he was forced to retire with the virus. So um, he definitely had a lot of prime years. Circumstances can really change yeah. the career. But still, it doesn't yeah. leave. He still doesn't get left out top five. On to that, we go to number three, and I feel like Dominic and I yep. have the same person at number three. <laughs> I think we have the same <laughs> throughout. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, six NBA titles. He won one with Milwaukee, five with LA. Um, yeah, and he also a total rebound champion of the 1975 year, but he's also a four-time block champion and 11-time all-defensive. So his impact scoring, like offensively and defensively, just makes him... It just makes him a beast, number three on the list. And a two-times final MVP. And six-time MVP. Sheesh! Well, his longevity is unmatched, um, other than by one other dude that we'll talk about later. Um, But, yep, Kareem was incredible. He has a signature um, hook shot that we all know. Uh, The sky hook, and... The skyhook was, was lethal. Great. Lethal, lethal. In the set back in the seventies, you know, we'll always joke that he played against plumbers, you know. <laughs> Still dominant. It's all about it's all about what you do against your competition, you know. Bill Russell played well, Will played well, Kareem played all against their competition and as For competition sure. evolves, players get better, you know. For sure. 
for sure. Ah, so that brings us to the top two. Uh-oh. The most hotly debated one ever. Um, It's very interesting to see people's opinions yeah. on this. Um, Absolutely. The Dom. <sighs> Number Would two. Would you like to start Number two on my list. I'm Michael, who it Michael is. Jordan. Ooh. People are gonna say, why Michael Jordan? This man this man won like what, nine time all defensive and like a ten time scoring champ? And five ten MVPs. Times. Five MVPs, oh. like why is he not why is he not number one? And yeah, and six NBA titles. Reason yep. why I mean, the reason why I have number two is comp is competition. When I look at LeBron and MJ, I, I look at the competition, and obviously, you know, LeBron's is harder. Fact. And Michael Jordan's is was you know definitely less. And it was a very hard list to do. Very hard list, but. That's why I have number two. Respect, arguably number one. Arguably. By a lot of people's consensus, he's still the number one. But um, at number two, I have Michael Jordan. As you said, ten-time scoring champion, six-time NBA Finals MVP, six-time champion, therefore. Um, One-time defensive player of the year. He's like the last guard to do it. Um, Michael Jordan is incredible from his dominance um, to the fear that he imposed on other players to the to the exposure that he gave to the NBA Michael Jordan created the NBA's worldwide platform that we know today because Michael Jordan became a he became an icon worldwide icon not just in the US or for basketball fans it was worldwide Michael Jordan was incredible Obviously, we can sit here and debate, did he have the best competition? Did he have it better than others? Um, Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is where I'm going to go back to. It's all about circumstances, you know? Um, Michael Jordan was drafted into a team that had a vision, and after a couple years, they implemented that vision, and they got him the pieces that he needed. But from then on, it was Michael Jordan on Michael Jordan. Repeated three championships in a row. Yeah, you can claim that. Um, who was it that was injured on the Lakers in the first title? Was it Worthy or someone? I don't really remember anymore. I think. I think he won. He won ninety-one. Yeah, it was ninety-one, ninety-two, ninety-three. He retires ninety-four, nine, and then he comes back. He wins in ninety-six. Wins in ninety-seven, and then for me, his greatest championship ever is. 1998 because people are like oh he had Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman in the 98 finals Dennis Rodman did not start games and Scottie Pippen couldn't even run up the court with that broken back or whatever he had oh yeah Michael Jordan carried that team to the championship there was no one there it was Michael Jordan half of Scottie Pippen and all the role players and, and he, he made it happen. He took on the Utah Jazz with Carmelo and Stockton. Yep, and that yeah. was a team that should have won a championship. They were so good. They but were good. 
Mike Jordan beat them two years in a row in the finals. Dude, the Jazz just got handed. That was Michael Jordan himself. That's why, arguably, greatest title ever won. So now that brings us to number one. Dude, it, it, it's it's King James, LeBron James. LeBron James. Dude, I mean, the stats: seventy-time All NBA, six-time All Defensive, four-time MVP. Four-time Finals MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, he, he was robbed Defensive Player of the Year by was it Marcus Marcus Yeah, Marcus who got second team All Defense. Team All Defense and still won it somehow, even though LeBron was first Team All Defense. It makes, makes no, no sense. sense. It makes no sense. Scoring champ, seventeen-time All Star. I mean, the, the the stats are all there, and. You know, you saw he left Cleveland first, went to Miami. You know, people are going to say, well, he was on a super team in Miami. But you saw when Bosch and Wade didn't, they didn't like, they, they just weren't performing well in, in finals it was games. Still a, it was and, a still a super team. but It was a super team, yeah, but you know, LeBron, LeBron stepped up. He was the number one option for sure. And yeah, Definitely. After Miami comes back to Cleveland. Wins the title for Cleveland and comes back three one on, arguably the greatest team like the seventy three and nine Warriors. And wins the title in Cleveland, and then comes to LA, gets AD, and they win a title in the bubble, where Bron almost averages averages a triple double. I think average like twenty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, you could have said, well, Anthony Davis, you know, obviously helped him, but. You can look at Michael Jordan. He needed, you know, Scottie Pippen to help him, help him succeed and win. I, I think every, all these great players, they need that. They just need surrounding talent to win. Of course. All right. Well, um, now it's my turn. Um, obviously, <laughs> in the list, as we said, there's a there's a little bit of bias everywhere. Um, but as long as you can defend stuff with stats, facts, and good reason um i believe everything is open to be listened you know you can have tim duncan as high or as low as you want if you want to argue that larry bird as high or low as you want kobe bryant as high or low lebron or michael everything is debatable but i have lebron james as the greatest player of all time because the expectations on him as a high school player were was to be just as good, if not better, than Michael Jordan. And he's lived up to that. He's lived up to that. From being the greatest floor raiser in NBA history, by floor raiser is saying that you can put him on any team and he will raise their worst, um, he will raise their worst, um, how, how do I say it? their worst possibility you know um he'll take a team from a non-playoff team to a conference final team at least like that's what lebron does that's what he did a contender and um yep in 2007 at the age of 22 23 years old that was the age that michael jordan was in college playing against college kids or getting ready for the nba draft you know 
At 22, 23 years old, LeBron James took the Cleveland Cavaliers with, like, no other score over 17 points per game, and he beat the Brooklyn Nets. He built Prime Gilbert Arenas and the um, Washington Wizards. Then he went to the Detroit Pistons. Went to Detroit. Had a game where he scored 25 straight points to send the game just to overtime, just to send it to overtime, 25 straight points. And he beat the Pistons and sent the Cavs to the NBA Finals at 22, 23 years old. Amazing. That's incredible. Um, yeah, has always scored 48. <laughs> yeah, it was like, Insane. was it 48, 49? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he wasn't able to win that series, you know. Uh, him as the only scoring option. San Antonio knew that they could throw double teams or triple teams at him, and there would be no consequences since Cleveland didn't have any other star players. So that happened. And um, as we said, going on, it's management's um, job to put a good team around um, your star player to help them compete. And in a league where a big three Boston Celtics super team was formed, which is three all-NBA players in the form of Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett. Yep. You can't expect one all-NBA player to take all that down all three of them. Yeah, that's just the ca- mere impossible. Yeah. And the Cavs just sat there and said, well, we just want ticket sales, so we'll see what LeBron can do. He'll lead us to a 60-win regular season, we know that, but... We just want ticket sales for the playoffs instead of actually trying to go and get him a star. And then after um, next years of that, 2008, 2009, 2010, LeBron said that he's had enough. He was never given the tools to compete with that team, even though he took them to six or seven games by himself. So imagine what he would do with actual teammates. So he said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. And he joins the Miami Heat and creates a super team with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh to match Boston. Um, obviously, people don't like the manner in which they did it, and that's understandable. Yeah. It could have been much better. He'd said a LeBron going out there. You remember he said, like, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, and, like, all the way to, like, yeah. not six, not seven, not, not eight. eight. Yeah. Like, obviously, okay. that wasn't right. Um, but at the end of the day, um, they created that super team and they beat the Celtics on their way to the finals. And then, yeah, they beat them. Infamous 2011 finals happens where LeBron James has a complete meltdown and is the sole reason why his team loses. They lose to the Mavs. Remember that? <laughs> they lose to the Mavs. Uh, yep, in six games. And Dirk gets a Vinyls MVP. Yep. And then that's where a lot of people start to say that this is why Michael Jordan is better. He never had a meltdown in the finals like that. And while that's a very valid argument, yeah. Um, I believe that is what created the LeBron James that we know today. Because then, in 2012, LeBron goes out. He comes back from that horrendous series where he had a game where he scored eight points. Like, what the heck? Yeah, that's eight points in a finals game. <laughs> then 2012, he wins 
MVP and a championship. 2013, he wins MVP and a championship. And then in 2014, you know, he played all right in the finals. Um, but Dwayne Wade was yeah. battling with the injuries, wasn't able to play well. Chris Bosh wasn't able to play well. So Miami lost to a well-constructed Spurs team who, in oh, yeah. fact, were the favorites to win that year. The favorites to the win that year. Yep. And then LeBron goes back to Cleveland. We all know what happened in 2015 with both of his two second best players, getting his second and third best player both getting injured. So he lost to the Warriors. Yep. And we have the 2016 finals, the 3-1 comeback. There were LeBron um, finals MVP. Yeah. That was amazing. But, um, Dom, what's your favorite LeBron moment? My favorite LeBron moment? Dude, it yeah. was... Dude, the 3-1 comeback against the Warriors, that has to be... You think so? Yeah, bro, because, like, no one thought they'd come back, and I guess the 73-9 Warriors team, you know, everyone thought the Warriors would win it. Then LeBron single-handedly brings his team back. Brings his team back a tied series to Game 7. Takes Game 7. He had Kyrie, too. Must be. But, I mean, LeBron was the main piece. Yeah. Um, for me, I didn't believe that my... I didn't strongly believe that LeBron James was the greatest player of all time until the 2018 NBA playoffs. After Kyrie Irving left LeBron... LeBron went in the 2018 NBA playoffs. He averaged 34 points, nine assists, nine rebounds. His second leading yeah. scorer, Kevin Love, had 15 points and 11 rebounds. Insane. No one else on the team averaged over nine points per game. And yeah. LeBron willed that team to the NBA Finals versus, on paper, the greatest team of all time. Uh, um, oh yeah. For me, that is the greatest accomplishment a player can do. You know, um, being able to elevate a team to heights unimaginable based on the roster, that's just a feat that you really haven't seen from anyone else except for Allen Iverson in the 2001 playoffs. Um, It's an all-time level feat, and um, and that's why he's the GOAT. Yeah, just how he carries his team to the finals like that. That was amazing. That's why he's the GOAT. And then year... What are we going into? Are we going into year 18? I think... Year 19? Uh, what? I don't remember. But is it going nice? into going into the twilight of his career, he's still arguably the greatest player of all time. Think about that. At 36 yeah. years old, Michael Jordan was sitting on his count, couch during his second retirement. LeBron James is still arguably the greatest player of all time. Yes, LeBron's staying yeah, strong. He's playing the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the funny thing is, his resume is not even finished. Like, yeah, there's more he going. can add to it. He could definitely add another so. title. Well, with the uh, trade rumors of uh, Westbrook to the Lakers, they can help him. Another super team. So does this have you? Does this have you hyped? Dude, this is hype. Oh, that would be. It should be that would be. <laughs> that would be so. Well, cool. yeah, I think so that's Westbrook. what the Lakers are trying to do. They're trying to. Uh, they're trying to match the Nets, who are arguably the best team right now, talent-wise. Yo, question, question. 
All right, Dominic. Yes, sir. You need to give me an answer on this. <laughs> so, wait, so let me go here on Twitter and show you this. All right, discussions towards a completed deal are largely centered on the draft compensation that would return to the Wizards in the trade, whether the yeah. deal includes Lakers' sec- 22nd overall pick tonight or perhaps second rounders, right? Yeah. So um, yeah. It, the trade will happen. Yeah, it's, it's if Russell Westbrook, if Russell Westbrook wins a championship this year with the Lakers while playing as an All-Star player, All-Star caliber level, is he a greater player on the all-time list than Chris Paul? Oh, arguably, yeah, arguably yes, because the title. That's that's the main that's the main reason. What do you think? I mean, I'm a Westbrook fan, so that's not the best question to ask me. Um, Westbrook has put up incredible numbers in his career, and um, his accomplishments go without saying; they're incredible. Um, the only knock on him is that Turnovers. he can't play winning basketball. That's what people say. But um, yeah. at the same time, neither can Chris Paul. Chris Paul hasn't won a championship no. yet. He just lost the finals. Westbrook lost the finals in 2012. Westbrook has an MVP. Chris Paul doesn't. Yeah. But um, it's all subjective. Obviously, right now, Chris Paul is the better player on the all-time list. But depending on what, how Westbrook finishes, finishes his career, it would be very interesting to see how that happens. I think it's still too early to tell, honestly. I mean, with that, I'm done. So, what do you have to say, Dominic? I, I, I think, uh, I it might. I think it's time to wrap up the episode. I think it was a. I think it's been a solid episode, top ten. How how, how much feedback do you think you're gonna get on your top ten list? How much feedback? Yeah, is it gonna well, be good or bad? Oh, I don't know. We'll find out. I mean, we'll find out when the podcast goes up. Oh, my list is a little interesting. There are yeah. a couple. Yeah, I think mine's changed. interesting too. Definitely. I, I, I still don't like you having Shaq over Duncan, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> Dude, we'll see if we'll see if people say that on my on my list. Yeah, we'll it'll see. be cool, sir. All right, that's gonna wrap up the episode uh, episode eight of the podcast. We're inching our way to episode ten. Episode nine. We're inching away. I know we're inching our way to episode ten, so nine's oh next. Oh my goodness! I'm so, I'm I'm so gone. I can't even. <laughs> I don't even remember. But yep, we have the NBA draft tonight, so it's gonna be hard maybe to you'll watch. get a, Yeah, maybe you'll get a feedback on that. Yeah, if so, Kate Cunningham doesn't go number one overall, then there'll be a little bit of talk in there. Well, you should definitely. You better, or Detroit's gonna stay Detroit. LOL. <laughs> that losing. Currently losing. Yes, sir. But yeah, that's gonna do it for that for this episode of the podcast. We'll see you guys.